Much has changed since the last episode. Dark forces have begun invading the podcast. Only the most extraordinary podcasters could face this challenge. Will Kempke. Riley. Mr. Pants. Toby. And and Adrian Donovan, driven by purpose and defended by strange old cartoons, this is on tubes. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to cut out my whole reaction to that during the entire I I did not know what you're going to do and that that was that was beautiful. Yeah, because I had to give... What blew my mind during that fucking intro is that Stryker gets billing underneath a fucking dog. (laughs) Which, you know, the dog fucking rules. I think the dog gets more screen time than, like, most of the characters. Well, Um, also, like, Stryker is the most hated character in all of Mortal Kombat. The first episode, we'll we'll, we'll get into it, but, oh my god, I love how much they shit on Stryker through the entire thing. It's so good. Well, and all right, that's going to lead me into the fucking voice cast on this thing. Yeah. Is bizarre. So Strikers if you haven't gotten Ron... it already, we, we watched yeah. um, uh, Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat. Defenders of the Realm. Defenders of the Realm. Oh, man. And and the voice cast. Yeah, hit, hit me with it. So I have not looked this up all at right. all. Uh, well, you recognized Clancy Brown. I recognize Clancy course. Brown. Yeah, and there's yeah. like a, a lot of the voices felt familiar in the same way that you know all tunes have <laughs> a cast I mean, of like fifty people that they rotate between. This one didn't so much have that. I think it was just people doing the like cartoon voices. And that's the other part. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> well, you can probably tell you are uh, a little a little bit more experienced in this in this realm. But I'm just like, man, all all y'all do the same yep, six of, voices and i don't know who is who the the voice cast for this one is just mind-bending to me because like we didn't get to any episodes with uh with quan chi the like yeah sorcerer um but he's later voiced by frank welker uh, like, and who is that i have no idea voiced and frank welker is the person who does every single animal noise <laughs> that you've ever heard on any cartoon ever that is so funny because imagine like, hearing that and then being like all right who are we gonna cast uh the animal noise guy to do the we like his voice for this well like, <laughs> no he he plays two animals in this oh like, does he play the but, dog but like way later on oh my god he doesn't even play the fucking dog which is weird because he's Scooby Doo. Uh, oh, okay. So he plays a bunch of other voices later, but then they got someone else to do Quan Chi, and then once Quan Chi shows up in the movies, then he's voiced by Frank Welker. Huh. Like, yeah, it's it's so <laughs> weird. Huh. Okay. So, all right, Clancy Brown is riding. Uh, Olivia Dabo, who mm-hmm. I. I couldn't find too much other like notable stuff yeah she was like the princess in uh conan the barbarian princess jaina 
which is around the same time frame it's very close in time frame yeah um dorian harewood as jacks who was in Full Metal Jacket and Space Jam? He was one of the oh, one of the monsters. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save Sub Zero. Yeah, because that one's too fucking good. Uh, uh, Princess Kitana was Cree Summer, who's like it's a cool name. She she didn't have the most uh, notable filmography. Uh, Striker though, Striker's Ron Perlman. Wait, what? Yeah, what? They they look <laughs> yeah. at this and they're like, okay, here's here's this... the guy who we've written to be hated by everyone. He's he's a but cop. I, I don't he's know that like he's a... even in anything else before this. And and it's oh, freaking Ron oh, Perlman. <clears throat> I forgot Cree Summers like really big uh, credit. Yeah. She was Penny in Inspector Gadget. Whoa. So Princess Katana is Penny. That's wild. Anyway, so Ron Perlman, I I didn't really look up what he's been in before this. So like to my knowledge, Ron Perlman is one of those actors that really started later in life. Let me let me confirm that. Oh, definitely. Uh so I've I've got his see. IMDB pulled up here and He was uh, in Miami Vice once. Well no. So if we go back to his earliest credits, it, it his credits like start just, in 79. Yeah, he kind of just showed up in soap operas repeatedly. Yeah, he's in the Ice Pirates. Can't can't forget yeah. the Ice Pirates, played Zeno in that. Wow, this looks awful. Oh my God. He's in Animaniacs. What? Who's he in yeah. Animaniacs? Just rando shit. Yeah. He played, he played Satan in Animaniacs. That's perfect. You know, that classic character, and Satan, Sergeant who we all remember from Animaniacs. Classic. And Charon. Satan slash Charon, as though they are one and the same. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, Police Academy, Mission to Moscow. He's a, yeah, this is, and, and Batman the Animated Series in 92, of course. Um, yeah. Played several characters in that. But if we, oh, wow, Prince Valiant got a TV series? We might have to watch that at some point. It's just weird because he was just kind of in, like, middle of nowhere land. So just him popping up in this and then us just being like, oh, it's Hellboy. There he is. (laughs) There he is. Of course, Hellboy. We all remember him. Wow. Our good friend Hellboy. Our good friend Hellboy (laughs) is playing the the titular douchebag cop. That's amazing. That that guy everyone hates. Uh. Yeah. So then Nightwolf was uh, Todd Thali, who has that. really been in, like, just nothing else. Brian Tochi was Liu Kang, who was Leonardo in Whoa, the okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja. Yeah, like the live action movie. Right. And he was in uh, Revenge of the Nerds and Police Academy. Yeah, no, that like, his, his voice was the other person who sounded, like, distinctly familiar. Um, yeah, like he had an actual career. Yeah, imagine that. But for the capper, yeah. Sub Zero was Luke Perry, <laughs> 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 which is just the most bizarre piece of casting that you could Holy possibly shit. imagine. That is so 
Weird. What? Because he, yeah. Oh my god. And it explains so much after you've watched the series, and then you hear that, and it's just like, why was Sub Zero like just a breathy teenager for this whole series? If if you're not going to watch this, which I, I presume. Most people will not watch the the random nonsense that we I do. assume everyone's going to watch everything uh, Mortal Kombat related. Yeah, well, now's because, the time to. Yeah, yeah. Like the moment that they see this in their podcast feed, they're <laughs> going to be like, "I got to watch everything." Everything. Um, this this guy, I don't because Sub Zero in my mind before this is is wearing the the, the sort of very typical. Mortal Kombat ninja mask. Um, I yeah. had, I had never seen his face underneath it, uh, because it's like him and Scorpion are, are wearing the same outfit, and that's uh, plays into into his character somewhat. Um, well, you know why that is? No, I have no idea. I know nothing. Uh, it's because they didn't have enough actors. Um, <laughs> so the first Mortal Kombat game. All right, because it's like uh, like captured. Yeah, everything's kind of rotoscoped. Yeah. Which is we we can get into like our experience with the game. Uh-huh. Or or like this whole franchise. But uh when I was growing up, it was just kind of like the bad Street Fighter. Yeah, totally. Cuz like I I would go to an arcade in Germany and they had a Street Fighter 2 cabinet right next to their Mortal Kombat cabinet. Street Fighter 2 one of the and... best fighting games of all time hands down yeah like just no questions asked uh turbo's like a little bit better but that's debatable yeah and then there's this this garbage game that relies on on its shock value to carry it into the the public consciousness as much as it arrives yeah well and part of the problem with it as far as a like mechanically for a game is the fact that they rotoscoped all those actors so they didn't really put anything into like balancing out the move sets of all of these characters because they had to like make all the hit boxes are just like very very similar so because it's just all the the proportions of people that have just been like scaled into this and cut out they made them them do all the moves like according to the same hit boxes wow that's so all so these characters <laughs> just have like kind of the same move set up until you get to the um to the special moves. Yeah. That's that's a worse game. So when that's I was growing fact. yeah, it, it was just that game that sits by the Street Fighter cabinet yeah. that kind of sucks. And <laughs> it's like really cool to look at cuz everything it looks like they shrunk down people and yeah. shoved them in the TV. No, and right. It kind of looks amazing. And then made them fight, and that one can tear out the other one's spine and shit. And that's all that anybody remembers. If we're all being being frank here, it's just the fact that there's there's this like extremely grotesque uh, death animation, and it was like unheard of for the time as far as games were concerned. And that yeah, it's makes it a particularly like, odd choice to turn into a children's cartoon. <laughs> oh yeah, when you when you go through like this and night trap are like the two reasons that the esrb exists yeah like we did not have ratings as far as cartoons are con- or cartoons <laughs> video games are concerned 
until Street Fighter and Night Trap uh, fucking scared conservatives and they're just like, this, oh my God. this is the children. <laughs> they're t- yeah. Um, and anyway, do you think what's that this your was personal? Do you think that this uh, was like um like a an attempt at rehabilitate rehabilitating image? Do you think this is just like an attempt to um see how much they could extend the IP? Why do you think this was made? I genuinely think it was just a cash grab. Yeah. Like that's really what it feels like cuz everything is so cheap and weird tr- and truly yeah like uh, uh you i think you're about to ask what i thought about the 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 series generally or what we watched of it so i watched three well, episodes i, I was and... gonna ask what your experience with mortal Kombat as just a property is oh next to none like like my um i feel like i'm trying to like think back on my history of of interacting with video games and i had a um, the first game system that I got was a an original Game Boy um, that I believe a mm. uh, a cousin or uncle like got at a, a garage sale or maybe it was one of their old devices something like that. Um, and I played uh, Tetris, Kirby's Dream Land, um, Super Mario World two, like over and over again, forever. Um, and then I got a Game Boy Advance and played. Um, the Mega Man Battle Network series and Mega Man Zero forever, and of course the the Pokemon games, and that was like the extent of my game playing experience from the age of like ten to the age of like fifteen, like a, a really long period of time. I just did not play any other games, and my parents were were quite opposed to violence in video games, and so I just like heard about these things as mythos and as as mythology of like um, these. Uh, games that sat on the the fringes of society and were were not to be consumed corrupt children (laughs) exactly you're gonna watch this and then you're gonna tear someone's fucking spine out naturally i mean do you do you have any other option as a child once you've seen this but to try to experience it yourself right and so um it's it it isn't even one of those games because there are some of those games where i would then like like uh like call of duties and such that um, by the time that I was a teenager and was like uh, like other friends had video game consoles and stuff that I was uh, playing uh, away from the the more supervising gaze, um, this was just never one of them because it sort of fell off around that time period too. Like more, around the Xbox like era, Mortal Kombat like nobody gave a single shit about. It was done. Well, they made they made a bunch of bad games in a row. Yeah, and so the the property had t- had started at like one of these. It was like kind of alongside. It, I feel like less alongside other fighting games, but it was alongside like Doom in the like uh, history of games as like one of these like really fascinating cultural artifacts that it was even that it was created and that it existed as it did. And again, that it had this mythos around it for for a lot of folks, and then it completely had fallen off by the time that I would have interacted with it. Yeah, it's it's a really weird thing because all right, so the first one was bad, and, and yeah. I'm going basically based on anecdotal evidence here because I didn't really play any of, aside from the first one. Right, and the, and but like for a little bit more context, you do play a lot of fighting games, like. 
that that is a a space that you're familiar in. I play I play a fair amount. I yeah. I haven't played the new Mortal Kombat games, but apparently they're really good. I was gonna say I think there's been a, a I would I would normally call it in this circumstance a return to form, but I think it is like a redesigning of form. There's a bunch of games that are sort of Mortal Kombat like now, but that Mortal Kombat is nothing like what the old games were. Like they right. they're like very smooth, very floaty. Um, like, of course, you're no longer constrained by um, the skill sets, and so they sort of expanded the the character base. And now there's a bunch of like, mm-hmm. like I think of like Infamous and these other um, uh, superhero based fighting games too that I, I think are like oh Injustice, this, Injustice. Thank you. That are like Injustice the same was engine, right? Injustice came out after uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC. Oh, that's right. I forgot they did whatever a, a it was. straight up. Yeah, which is weirdly enough, like, the eighth Mortal Kombat game. Wow. Yeah, like, they just took that and they're like, yep, this is this is just a Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> Bro, I am literally just Mortal Superman Kombat. Superman exists in the universe now. <laughs> Man, people people love to make money. Right? So, so the first one's truly terrible. And then... The second one is apparently, like, the highlight of the early games. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, and then third one's bad, and then it just keeps kind of going downhill from there. Somehow they managed. Um, so, do you know where this series came out il- along the timeline of the games? So it's uh, retelling the story of. I, I actually don't know where it came out in terms of the uh, the game timeline. Yeah, but it's so it comes out after the mortal Kombat movie right and apparently a lot of the a lot of the designs are based on mortal Kombat 3 okay that makes sense uh, which was one year earlier so yeah that that tracks so the first episode aired september 21st 1996 and let's see where that falls in the game timeline Wow, they have they have this list I'm looking at here that's in chronological order, but does not put dates with them, and that's just a cruel thing to do. Oh boy! Okay. So October tenth, nineteen ninety six, the Mortal Kombat trilogy was released, and this was a sort of a re release of the first three games, and then Mortal Kombat four wasn't again until June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety eight, and so this came out. It, let's see, October. So in between Mortal Kombat three and then the trilogy, where it was re released. So yeah, interesting. That's a weird time to release it too, because October sixth, nineteen ninety five, is three, and then the trilogy comes out October tenth. So this first episode aired after a game hadn't been released for about a year. I don't. I, I think this just kind of came out arbitrarily. That's what I think too. Because it it looks weirdly slapped together, and like I I even looked it up to see if there were any toys that they put out with it because it's yeah. a weirdly toyetic series. Like they have fucking planes that they're flying around in <laughs> right yeah and they introduce like these robots i mean i don't know how how integral they are to the the actual games but um it it totally felt like a gi joe style i think you even mentioned that when we were first yeah. talking about it is that it is basically looks as though it, everybody could be joe an action off. figure yeah I did find there were some toys that were released in 1994 okay that just there's like a sub-zero one that just looks like a gi joe with a poncho (laughs) (laughs) and it's 
and they have vehicles, but they're not the ones that are in this series. Then they, it looks like there's some Mortal Kombat 2 figures that came out. What would that be in 95, 94, 95? I think we might, yeah, I think we might be looking at the looking same at ones, the same ones yeah. there. Because apparently it, it seems like they only went for the Mortal Kombat, like the G.I. Joe style figures once. And now they just have like Todd McFarlane make all their figures and right. shit. Man, that is fascinating. So, so it it does seem like you know this. Maybe it was at the at sort of like the um, Mortal Kombat trilogy was in development. There's probably some business people who had several conversations of like, okay, um, three just came out. It wasn't received super well. What's what's the way that we are going to to get well, a little bit more money out of this? Well, another thing is that it was released. It came out on USA. And it was back to back with the Street Fighter animated series. Oh, that gives us some more context too. And I, I wonder like, if it was like we can't fill the full time slot with one of these or the other, and we just need to like pull something together to uh, be able to ship out a full hour or a full half hour production. Yeah, there were a lot of series back in the day where they would just kind of package them together to get an hour's worth. Yeah. Like Batman and Superman. Yeah. Or even, uh, you know, we were talking about the droid series, droids and Ewoks <laughs> were packaged together. It's an interesting ship model. I, I guess you don't want kids watching TV for less than an hour when you're a, uh, an exec, a, pro- a programming exec. And so being able to directly control that hour block seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the first episode a lot? So for, I don't know about for you, but the first episode was like actually kind of great. And then the second and third was just an incredibly steep dip in quality as far as like, I, I could barely pay attention to the second and third episodes. They were so boring. I mean, yeah, the first, it definitely had more going on. And then the other episodes were just kind of like, oh, there's some guys and they want to kick your ass. <laughs> I do like the in the in the second episode. I mean, I talk about this in a single sentence. It's just like there are some trust issues that they brought up, and they're like, "I'm gonna have to get over that and uh, learn to work with you." And like, yeah, uh, that was the entire theme of one of the episodes. And I could just imagine that pitch meeting of of people being like, "This is enough for an episode, right?" And then they get into actually like pin down the episode and that conversation takes place in about 15 seconds of screen time and then the entire rest of the episode is just fucking around <laughs> and then the third one i don't even remember what the, the point of that one was it was it was, was like the, oh it was um, i mean arms the point of it was to have scorpion show up the point of it was to have scorpion showed up and the, the lizard folks that could spit acid very awkwardly it's <laughs> like a piece of chewing gum that they sort of dribbled out of their, their mouth oh wait <laughs> That was the one with Jax too. That was the one with Jax too. Let's start with the first episode. Yeah, let's let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So the the first episode, um, it's sort of uh, an introducing the characters, but they don't really introduce the characters. They no, they just kind of like characters just show up. Yeah, they make a lot of assumptions about what you know about these guys, and there's even like a sort of in media res style, like uh, they treat it as though an entire story has happened before this, presumably Mortal Kombat one or two. Um, the movie. The oh, this the is movie. a sequel to That's the movie, right. which also kids shouldn't have seen. <laughs> which is live action, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's another weird thing with the movie. Oh, so um, 
so Clancy Brown is riding in this. Yeah. And then he's the Kurgan in Highlander. Uh-huh. And the guy who plays uh the guy who plays Highlander one second, I need to get his name again. Because I keep thinking Timmy Timothy Chalamet, but that's like <laughs> that's way extreme. before his time. <laughs> it's wildly wrong. Uh Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Is is the Highlander, and then Christopher Lambert played Raiden in the movie. Oh, that's super weird. Yeah. They must just hang it's out. It's like Yeah, I, I don't know if there's like some acting term for like Tunnel Brothers with a fucking <laughs> character, <Tunnel> but <laughs> That's great. Uh Raiden's got a weird vibe in this too, but um so I mean, yeah, he has he has the vibe of the fucking drill instructor from Starship Troopers. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Except this guy's like a literal god and he's just like yeah. you guys need to figure this shit out or you're going to die. <laughs> Go sort this out. I've got like stuff to do, I guess. <laughs> Why can't you shoot lighting at them? Ah, uh, I don't know. I didn't think about it. <laughs> Sub Zero's just there, like, oh, God, Lightning Dad is such a jerk. <laughs> I hate you, Lightning Dad. I hate you, Lightning Dad. So Sub Zero in the in the movie must have been. I, I I intuited from their their very initial tense conversations when he shows up with the rest of the group must have been a uh, an a villain in that series. Um, well, I I'm under the impression that all the like elemental ninjas come yeah. from outworld yeah do you know what outworld is i don't know what outworld is it's like another dimension there are like three dimensions in the uh mortal Kombat lore there's earth realm there's outworld and then there's like another one <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's it's <laughs> yeah totally that that all makes sense <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sub-Zero shows up without his mask, looking like a 45-year-old man with a 10-year-old's voice, and says, like, uh, you guys, I'm sorry, that, that really sucked what I did earlier, and I'm glad you killed my brother. That was tight of you, actually. And they're all like, we don't trust you. <laughs> I'm glad you killed my brother by hucking a bucket of water on him. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no. Luke Luke Hang is fighting Sub Zero's brother in this flashback, and Katana shows up and she's just like, you you'll you'll find the way. Don't worry. You need to figure out a different way. And there's just like a fucking bucket of water she on the like, side of the You need to use the arena. life force to defeat him. And is that yeah. is the life force water? I mean that's very literal, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. yeah, he hawks water at Sub Zero Sub Zero's brother, which freezes him, and then he's uh, dead. Yeah, and I then guess. he gets his soul banished to the the hell zone or wherever. And then Sub Zero shows up, and nobody trusts him for a little while. I, I, I took some notes. Um, uh, my notes say that dog sounds like a jet engine, and uh, this is legit anti cop. When they were like, there's. When the, they're like, that dog hates him. <laughs> even without his uniform, that dog yeah. hates him. <laughs> it's just, just, is this just like a, a, a cops kill dogs reference? Because Jesus. 
I'm here for it. I guess. <laughs> I think it's more of like a dogs hate cops reference. I don't know. Yeah. So, it was also weird with the dog in the first scene. Yeah. Is the dog like stalking up on Nighthawk? Yeah. Um, the very first scene. And, yeah. And, and like jumping him and then they play it off and they're like, oh, they were just playing. And you like there was supposed to be this tension there. But you're coming into this scene hot off the heels of the intro. Ten seconds where they earlier. Show you, yeah, they show you the fucking dog and Nighthawk hanging out. Like, not just hanging out, jumping into his chest and then getting, like, absorbed and becoming one. Like, there, right. are, no, there are no preconceptions here other than <laughs> these two are buds. And so much so that when he jumped at him, I expected him to like zoop into his chest or whatever the hell that action is but uh they started fighting and i'm like huh this is just this is just weird it's a weird look what's going on here right and then they stopped and i'm like huh yeah that was weird <laughs> <laughs> what was going on here yeah what's up what's up anyway with that? night nighthawk has to go fucking type with two fingers on a computer yeah i loved that i loved that he's like reaching up with his whole hands and they're like okay how do we show him typing <laughs> and they just to have his big hands flop with a single finger <laughs> you know this piece. series was made by boomers <laughs> like there's no way they weren't like well obviously he types just the way that i type <laughs> One finger at a time, lifting my whole <laughs> arms a full six inches off the keyboard. Uh, oh, the other note that I took, I'm I'm a little bit, I mean, I can't be disappointed because the intro that you did blew me away, but I am disappointed that you didn't <laughs> reference. These attacks are seriously weakening the Earth's dimensional fabric. I just yeah. love, I love seriously in that sentence. Like, guys, <laughs> this is serious business. Guys, you have to watch out, out for the dimensional it's so fabric. so serious. <laughs> That uh, fabric might tear. <laughs> then we'll fabric. have to stitch it back up. I think we have some needles in the back. I am like, a god. <laughs> I, I am the god of lightning. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, all right. He gets attacked by the dog. Then he calls the team. The team is, like, in the middle of fighting some, like, just shit ton of robots with dreadlocks. And with um, the gun hands of the the super battle droids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they just keep making these screeching noises whenever they're <laughs> hit. And it's so stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> just They'll just fucking throw a robot, and it's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's... It was, it was just, I don't know. And that was the best part of the show, honestly. There's so much weird background noise in this show that the is The music happening. is, like, unbelievably loud. And as you pointed out, stops, like, every 15 seconds. It, like, just cuts completely oh, yeah. quiet. The, the fucking, like, there's got to be a term for... I was talking about this with some other friends a while back. Like, so we have butt rock. <laughs> but, what is this? <laughs> but there, there was this era where we had this equivalent of that but it was techno and okay. i think that that like peaked with the matrix yeah okay i get i get you now it took me a second yeah. to be on the same page but we have to have a term for this like but techno 
I mean, which I, I guess is like, that's you've done it. Fine enough. Yeah, you've done it. <laughs> um, I didn't hate the music. I thought I there were. It was loud and it was obnoxious, but it kind of worked. It wasn't terrible. What yeah. was really weird was just that it would. You'd have this fighting sequence, and it's just like, and it just stops. <laughs> <laughs> it stops dead. Which, to be fair, this is exactly how the early video games worked as well. They were just they were just doing what they knew. Yeah, <laughs> you're almost surprised it doesn't just go. Jax wins. <laughs> I think they did at some point. They didn't do Jax wins, but they did like fight they complete said finish or something. Them. Yeah, they did. They did one of those, and then they just like you know picked them up and threw them a few feet. Yeah, so they're beating the hell out of these robots, and then uh, Cyrax shows up, I think is the name of that. Yeah, that's... That robot. Cyrax, which is hilarious. I don't know if this is a recurring character, but Jesus, his voice sounded like somebody just like breathing in while he was talking. I I thought it was bit crushed. I think it was both. Maybe. (laughs) It could have just been someone with their hand over their mouth, just... (laughs) It was really it was unintelligible the first time that I watched it. <laughs> I don't even know why that character was there. I I forgot instantly. He was there because he's in him. the games and they had to show off how he shoots a little missile out of his chest. Got it. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh how many episodes of this thing are there? Uh, 13. That's too many. It, uh, oh, and this is one of my favorite things from the, uh, I I think we're going to have a recurring bit, which is, uh, me reading the trivia off of IMDb that isn't (laughs) trivia. (laughs) Yeah, hit me with it. The first piece of trivia from IMDb is, this series only lasted for one season. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even trivia. That's just, yeah. That's just no, being. That's just. Like, I, what is? It's it's just being released. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's literally. That's most the shows. second thing that shows up on the IMDb page for it. Well, it's not like there's a whole lot Seasons else to talk about. One. Yeah. I feel like I should start adding bad trivia to IMDb. We could. I mean. You might as well add that Ron Perlman voiced Stryker because that's that's much more there's, trivia. Genuinely, there's some shit like that in here. Yeah. Did you find any interesting trivia in there or is it just trash? Not, not nothing all that interesting that I didn't already know from other stuff. Yeah. There's a good list of the characters that didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Which are uh, Kung Lao, Johnny Cage... Melina, Jade, Sindel, Noob Cybot, Goro, Chameleon. Cham- That's they, funny. They, they referenced Chameleon, Chameleon twice. <laughs> uh, and Kintaro. Yeah. They referenced a, a one of the lizards, one of the raptors having the ability of Chameleon. Uh, yeah, but that was Reptile. I think Chameleon's a robot. Yeah, definitely. For yeah but um they said they said the word chameleon and that's as much as i'm aware of oh, all right <laughs> we're gonna have to change the trivia on this series because 
Because apparently Noob Saibot is Sub-Zero's brother. I thought Scorpion so, was like, his brother. No, Scorpion's just some asshole. Oh. I'm, well, that's confusing. Why do they dress yeah. the same? Oh, yeah. I was going to get to that. Uh, so that was when they were rotoscoping shit. Uh, oh, and they wanted more yeah. characters. They just took the same uh, outfit and did it a bunch of times. To- like, now you're blue. A few extra things. Yeah, and just changed the color palette. What if it was purple? Yeah. <laughs> what okay. if it was gray? Now you're smoke. Wee. Wee. I mean, that's fun. I can respect that. So then they get uh, Sub Zero, like, Sub Zero shows up and starts. Uh, freezing robots which I guess works yeah it was fine they like fell over they made some of them slip they all they did the shrieking noises yeah the one or two that they've recorded over and played over and over again and uh then they go they argue for a little bit and then decide to go back to the base um there there's some question as to whether or not they should bring Sub-Zero back but decide that that he's trustworthy because he helped them fight. Uh, oh, there was this little bit that I liked where um, uh, Liu Kang is flying the ship and he's like, I really don't like flying the ship, you guys. This sucks <laughs> and I'm a terrible pilot. And they're just like, yeah, but I don't know. Something could go wrong. and You might need to be a pilot in that case. Yeah. I just thought that was a, it was like fun little character building. I just thought it was cute. They didn't need to put bit. that in there. And they, they never did anything like that in the other two two episodes it was immediately they never had him like crash the ship or anything (laughs) yeah they could have they could have called it back or maybe i don't know it was just maybe they do later in the series yeah i was so i was so ready to really like the show after after the first episode and then it just it just truly crashed on me yeah um they they get back to the base yeah they bring him back uh and then they immediately get attacked by a bunch of outworlders was that first episode the like baraka looking people that showed up no that was the third episode i think was it just more robots it was just more robots it was all robots for the first episode and then the second episode was all um i don't even remember who they fought the second episode and third episode was baraka looking looking dudes and reptile dudes so yeah the robots show up again and they beat up the robots, and Sub-Zero helps them, and then they're like, okay, Luke Perry, you're our best friend now. Yeah, it's all cool. We don't mind that you tried to tried to kill us. And then they find a yeah. tracker on him, and they're like, this is why they could track you. This proves that you're good. And he's like, sense. I'm cool with you now, even though you murdered my brother with a bucket of water. Yeah. Who's not his brother, apparently. Just his just a bud that he worked for uh, no it's his brother that's his brother i thought that was scorpion yeah. that's why i was confused no scorpion shows up later oh okay in episode three yeah so what happened in episode two i oh god i um, i think episode two is another one is, is like one that's just a blank spot for me <laughs> like, really, it's so samey i said it earlier i know i, I referenced earlier what happened in it and it is it is gone. I have no memory of what happened. It has disappeared from my... Oh, wait, no. Episode two is the one with Scorpion. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I, I just pulled it up. It's Sting of the Scorpion. 
Yeah, ba- the Outworlders show up and they beat the crap out of them, and then they're like, "Oh, Scorpion's somewhere," and they go and beat up Scorpion, who's yeah. also voiced by Ron Perlman. Because <laughs> they they're like Scorpion's like kind of dead, right? And that's when they oh, it's a skeleton episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Scorpion's like a a lich. I think I so. Guess? Yeah, undead. Um. And can now resurrect additional skeletons. And so they're like trying to go get some super bad dude who's dead. Yeah, which is like kind of, that could be interesting. It's not. You're right. <laughs> As we said, like both of us just entirely forgot what even <laughs> happened. In Cause it, it's just like a series of fights that aren't even that interesting. No, like, yeah, because. Because I would understand if the show is just like an excuse to get to the cool fights, and so you have some like story schlock in the meantime to 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 pad until you get to that. But it's not even that; it's just like the fights. They look the animators look look pained in these fight scenes that they have to even do this. Oh yeah, and there's so much. Like I was watching a lot of the faces in the background. <laughs> I I was thrust into a fit of laughter at the end of the first episode when they're just having their like everyone stand around and talk about what happened there's a point at which Jax's mouth starts moving but he's not saying anything <laughs> i can respect that honestly <laughs> it's just him going murp, murp, murp. <laughs> it's um there's just there's no there's no life here after the first episode the first episode had some life to it and then they they the character the actors the voice actors keep trying like they do a, a reasonably good job um given probably the the very short timeline which i assume which is like half an hour to record each episode yeah um, but yeah the the animators Let's see oh episode three was from. the one where jax's arms get messed up yeah so so jack is a character with bionic arms over top of his regular arms which took me a while to figure out i did not realize that he had regular arms under there yeah i always figured that he just had robot arms Uh, you would think right but no they just have he he just has robotic sheaths over it and so he's dealing with the fact that he doesn't have super strength while they sort of yeah track down some control chips or something oh why do i have to deal with having these dumb little weenie arms anyway (laughs) i'm like the most buff human being alive right like nobody else i mean there's there's some people with powers um i do like that it continues to make fun of striker here as like uh striker is just a dumb human at all times he just has like one of those shitty nightsticks and that's his whole superpower is that he's a dumb cop with a nightstick and and a uh, backwards hat and a backwards hat and Jax is like I can't deal with being a normal human for five seconds this sucks so bad <laughs> he's like standing next to Jack or yeah. to Stryker while he's saying it <laughs> I can get behind that um, but then nothing else of, of note happens uh, it, like, it's the, the chewing yeah, gum he, acid he figures out like how to huck rocks at people yeah yeah it's like you. it's because it's supposed to be like use your brains instead of your your brawn but he 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 like sets up a a a, the only time that he does that is he sets up a a shitty little rock smoker of himself to make him look like he's somewhere else and he like leaves his boots behind he melts the the handcuffs off of uh sonia too he uses the chewing gum acid 
And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's kind of smart. I mean, I like Jax as a character. He's fine, fine enough. But it's just, there's nothing. There's we nothing didn't here. get to, I, I was watching some clips. Apparently there's a later episode where the whole uh, thrust of the episode is that Jax reveals to Sonya that he used to be a fat kid and <laughs> like he's really sensitive about it and then she fucking blurts it out to everyone else and Jax gets mad about it. <laughs> what this sounds way more interesting maybe we shouldn't have watched right? the first three episodes we should have like looked up which ones are the ones that we should watch because that at least sounds weird in in its writing I like, wonder... it's at least it's giving us some like character stuff yeah I I would take that I would take that so much even if it's poorly written and like a a disingenuous writing it'd it'd at least be something to talk about at least there's writing there yeah exactly at least it's not just fucking luke perry being like (laughs) i betrayed my ninja clan oh Oh, man it sucks for me don't worry i forgive you i don't forgive you luke perry (laughs) no it well, and l- let me run you through, like, my thoughts as far as, like, how, how you fix this, at least in terms of casting. Yeah. Uh, Kill Striker, first episode, just, Instant. like, having yeah. fucking a robot, like, just tears his face off or whatever. I mean, um, violence is the answer here. Violence certainly. is almost always the answer. <laughs> they even say um, it in the show. Uh, so get rid of Striker. Um, no one cares about him. Have Ron Perlman voice Sub-Zero. And then have Luke Perry show up as Luke Cage, or as uh, Johnny Cage. Yeah. Yeah. I like, mean. You already have this character in the universe who's just a Hollywood douche, and that's what Luke Perry kind of sounds like as a character <laughs> in this such a weird such a weird vibe i i could get behind that i think that and then like uh, i have a I have a little gumption and make it unbelievably violent yeah and then uh, still air it on saturday mornings yeah corrupt the children is what adrix really saying here that's right that's that's 100% because throwing robots children around need to be numbed to violence that's exactly exactly what i'm saying Thank you for for making sure that my message was was carried across. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd have an interesting show that we could talk about. But as it stands, as it stands, you have just a weird GI Joe ripoff that sucks and doesn't doesn't bring anything to the table, right? And that's it. That's all that I have, at least. Did Did you have a rating for it? Um, a single um battle droid arm all right I, i've got um one weird sonia kiss move oh she said kiss off that was funny oh yeah that's a <laughs> that's a joke <laughs> there was a joke in this and uh yeah this has been on twos uh what are we what are we watching next week well, I've got, I've got a new uh, little game for you. Uh, so I, I figured that it would be more fun to 
determine our next series uh, by way of a little game. Okay, I like games. Yeah, so we're going to uh, premiere the RPG that I wrote for you. It's called Adric Quest. Wow, I'm unbelievably honored. Uh, Having defeated the denizens of Outworld, <laughs> you come to a crossing in the road. To one side, you see a limousine with a well-dressed man outside of it and a bunch of other people in white clothing. And he says to you, you seem to be lost. You have been long in the ways of violence, and I would like to bring you to the correct path. And on the other side of the road, you see a wagon with a hunchbacked man standing in front of it who says, No, come with us. You will do the violence even more. <laughs> and I... That shove the the man the limousine to the ground and say, uh, I I I need more violence. Didn't get enough this time. Ah, uh, well, now you come with us to the world of Darkstalkers. Oh God! Oh no! What yeah. have I done? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a no-win scenario. Yeah. Um, no, there's. <laughs> I know what I'm in for. <laughs> Uh, bring me so, to this goblin town. Yep. Next series, or next episode, we will be covering uh, Darkstalkers, the TV series, another one based off of a fighting game. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I asked for more violence and you gave it to me. Um, I'm going to have yeah. to come up with a, an equally great choose your own adventure style for, for next week because I loved that. Also, the voice well, acting was better than half the voice acting in the show we just watched. I put some effort in. That's the difference. That's the difference. Yep. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. And big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.